If I could go ahead and have you advance to that next slide. Uh, we're kind of find ourselves in the middle of a little sermon series that uh, I've been doing. Uh, what you see on the screen behind me are what we call around here kind of our five spiritual insights, our five guiding principles of how we do things here at Gloria Day. And uh, I think it's important for us to understand not only who we are not, but who are we? How do we operate? If you remember a few weeks back, I, I gave a sermon about that bottom purple box, uh, questions and doubts. We talked about how faith and doubt are kind of fuel the engine of each other. That, that the opposite of faith is not doubt. The opposite of faith is certainty. The opposite of doubt is certainty. Okay, so we need faith and we need doubt, uh, as unpleasant as doubt can be, because it helps fuel a growth in our faith. Kind of going clockwise, uh, a couple weeks ago I, I, I talked about lab, not lecture. Okay, we are a church here at Gloria Day where we put our faith into action. We're not just preparing for, you know, to go on jeopardy or something about our faith. By the way, my college roommate went on Jeopardy. Won $22,000. You'll hear about it in a sermon sometime. It's a pretty fascinating deal. Okay? But we are not learning about faith so that we can go win $22,000 on Jeopardy. We are learning about faith so that we can be more like a lab, so that we can be doing experiments, so that we can be trying things, trying to make our world a better place. That's what Gloria Day is all about. It's not just head knowledge. It's heart knowledge and feet and, and hands knowledge. We put, our, we put our faith into action. So today, I'm going to be tackling that green box. Abundant life now. And this one really gets me excited. In fact, I get so excited, I'm not even going to be able to wear this jacket while I preach. I'm just telling you straight up. This gets me very, very excited. Okay? We have been given a lifespan. And we don't know how long that span is. I just did a funeral yesterday for Derek Weber. Died at 48 years old. Okay? Sad, sad deal. Okay? We don't know what our lifespan is, but we do know this. We do know this. God wants us to make the most of that life. A life of service, a life of kindness, a life of peace. A life that the word we use is abundant. Okay? We're not just sitting here like we're waiting in some uh, doctor's waiting room uh, you know, for something off in the distant future. God wants us to live and treasure each and every day. So we'll talk some more about that. I just wanted to whet your appetite on that. Um, we're going to continue now with our Kyrie. Our Gospel lesson today is recorded in John's Gospel, the 10th chapter beginning with the 7th verse. So again, Jesus said to them, Very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and bandits, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. The word of the Lord. Please be seated. 
You all maybe thought I was joking about that, but I'm not. This is a topic that gets my blood pumping. Alright, I want to begin this morning with a small but crucially important piece of advice for all of you who, like me, consider yourself to be a follower of Jesus, the one who died and rose again. And so, if you go ahead and advance, I'm going to talk about abundant life now. Go ahead and advance one more. Okay, that guy right there says, if Jesus promised it, you can bet your life on it. I want to give you an example of how this uh, advice of mine works. If you go ahead and advance to that next one. Okay, in Luke 6, we read this. Jesus said, do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you'll be forgiven. Now, just in that little passage are contained three amazing promises. First one, do not judge, and you will not be judged. Well, here's where my advice comes in on that, right? If Jesus promised it, you can bet your life on it. And we do bet our lives on that promise. We don't think for one minute that Jesus said those words half-heartedly. When Jesus said, do not judge, and you will not be judged, we really believe to our bone marrow that Jesus meant it. That God will not judge us for Jesus' sake. So we cling to that promise. The second promise in those words up there, do not condemn and you will not be condemned. Jesus once said that God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through Him. And so again, I think my advice from that other slide comes in a second time. If Jesus promised it, you can bet your life on it. And so again, here at Gloria Day, we bet our lives that Jesus wasn't just saying that we will not be condemned just, you know, to make small talk or something. No, we are all in. We're all in on this promise of no condemnation for the sake of Jesus. We're all in on that promise. And therefore, we say that we have no right to be condemning others because Jesus has not condemned us. And finally, promise number three up there. Jesus said, forgive, and you will be forgiven. If you recall at the Last Supper, Jesus said, This is my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. And again, I think my advice also applies here. If Jesus promised it, you can bet your life on it. Here too, we do that. We bet our lives on this promise of forgiveness because of the sacrificial love of Jesus. We know that we walk in newness of life every day completely forgiven. We get a fresh start each and every day. And so we forgive others because we ourselves have been forgiven. So if you go ahead and advance that again, I want to reiterate my advice one more time. If Jesus promised it, you can bet your life on it. Does it make sense why I say that? 
I say that because any promise that Jesus made is as sure as the sun rising in the east. Again, Jesus promised us no judgment. He promised us no condemnation. He promised us forgiveness. Uh, Not just forgiveness once. He said 70 times, 7 times beyond. We take those promises and like the guy on the screen says, we bet our lives on them. I think, and I'll bet that most all of you would agree with me, I think that it would be rather silly for us to hear a promise from Jesus, like let's just say, for example, the one where he promises that our sins are forgiven. I think it would be silly if we heard a promise from Jesus and then we were to say, well, yeah, I know that's what Jesus said and all, but eh, I'm going to hedge my bets. I'm going to live my entire life as though my sins are not forgiven. I mean, I know that Jesus says they are forgiven and all, but I'm going to live all my days as though his promise wasn't true. I mean, if we, if we took that attitude, what would be the point of even being a follower of his? I mean, what, wh- why would we refuse to take Jesus' promises at face value? What would be the point? Okay, if, if we're not going to even trust any promises Jesus makes, why even be a Christian at all? And, and, and I say that kind of rhetorically. We don't do that, of course. We read our Bibles, we see a promise from Jesus, and we cling to those promises like a dog clinging to a piece of fresh meat. Okay? We cling to the promises of Jesus. Again, like the guy up there says, we bet our lives on him. Bet our lives on him. Now, this, this kind of leads up to the main point that I want to make here this morning. So I want you to follow with me. Listen carefully. In John's Gospel that I just read for you from chapter 10, Jesus made a promise. If you go ahead and advance to the screen, Jesus made this promise. He said, I came that my people, my sheep, may have life and have it abundantly. Now, that promise is a promise given for the here and now. That's a promise that applies right now. Okay? Jesus did not say, I came that my people may have a lousy, sort of blah life now, but someday out in the future, I don't know, like after they're dead and gone, then they may have an abundant life. Not what Jesus said. Jesus' promise is a present reality promise. It's a promise about today. Like right now. It's a promise about today. It's a promise about the next day. It's a promise about the next day. Really a promise for all of our days, however many of them we've got left. And so again, let me give you my advice one more time. If Jesus promised it, you can bet your life on it. Jesus promised this. I'm betting my life on it. Here at Gloria Day, we're betting our lives on it. We will bet our collective lives on the truth of this promise. Which is why we have a guiding principle here at Gloria Day that says 
abundant life now. Not just after we die. Not just, I don't know, you know, 50 years from now. Again, we, we don't... Here's the problem. Some, some people will say, well, that's just wishful thinking. You just want to have abundant life now because you're selfish and you, you, just, you just want to be happy now because, you know... You, and, and I would say to them, hey, I'm just following a promise made to me by Jesus. It's not wishful thinking. It's promise thinking. It's promise thinking. I, I, one of our guiding principles here at Gloria Day, we, we, we set that as a guiding principle not because we just hoped it was true. We know it's true. Because Jesus promised it. And if Jesus promised it, we can bet our lives on it. So we have a guiding principle. Abundant life now. You know, one of the things, this is why I had to take my jacket off, by the way. One of the things that makes me so sad is there are so many Christian churches out there who hear this promise from Jesus, but they will not really believe it. And so what people in some churches are taught is that life here on earth is meant to be dull and joyless. And, and even stranger than that, they're taught, and, and again, it just is mind-boggling to me, but they're taught that the more miserable they can make their lives, somehow the happier God is with them. And you know people like this. I know people like this too. They frown approximately 97.8% of each and every day. They never, ever have any fun. If they tried to smile, they would probably hurt themselves. They wouldn't know joy if it bit them. It's just mind-boggling to me. How can you read that promise and then think, well, I've got to live 70, lives, 70 years of life as miserable as I can possibly make them? makes no sense. It's a complete denial of a promise from Jesus. I don't get it. I've got to tell you, folks, I had a guy one time who... Uh, I ran into him, and he hadn't been at church in a while. And he saw me, hey, Pastor Mike, how you doing? Hey, you know, and he said, uh, he said, yeah, sorry, you haven't seen me in church lately. And I said, yeah, I kind of noticed that. And he said, uh, yeah, he goes, I've been having a lot of fun lately, so I suppose I need to get back to church. <laughs> I just wanted to tell him, don't come. We don't need your kind at our church. As if church, like, 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 it just made me so sad. This guy's vision of church was like, picture life as being fun, like a big campfire, and church's job was to douse it all out. Man, if, if that's what church is, count me out. I got no time for that. My life can be miserable enough without adding to it. Count your blessings. That at Gloria Day, one of our guiding principles is that we take this promise from Jesus and we live it. Abundant life now. Now, understand. Understand something very important. An abundant life is not a life where you live like a hedonistic fool. 
promise from Jesus is not a license to live stupidly. If you recall, Jesus taught us, explicitly warned us, that the abundance of possessions is not the key to an abundant life. Remember what he said? The abundance of possessions, you get the abundance of possessions, you gain the whole world, what do you lose? Your soul. Okay? So understand that an abundant life is not about that. Right? An abundant life is about loving and serving others. So in any life that's abundant, some moderation, some self-control, some patience most assuredly has to be in the mix. Right? Understand that. But also understand that this promise behind me on the screen is most definitely about our overall attitude toward church. Jesus promised us abundant life now. And again, if Jesus made this promise, we should bet our lives on it. And here at Gloria Day, we do. So at Gloria Day, all of our ministry programs, every one of them, is built to maximize joy. Not just in the outcomes, but even within the doing of the ministry itself. When, when people are, are handing out food from our food shelves, they smile, they laugh. Uh, when they pack those lunches downstairs for the under-resourced elementary school kids, they smile, they laugh. When we help our neighbors choose clothing down at our Threads ministry, we whistle, we sing, we smile, we laugh. We choose here at Gloria Day to live abundantly now. We're not just sitting here feeling dejected and downcast, waiting, you know, someday to die so that, you know, maybe finally we can have some joy in heaven. Uh uh. We trust what you see behind me on the screen Christ's promise of life, his promise of abundant life, and his promise that that abundant life is for now. And so one last time, go ahead and switch it. This guy, at least in this one isolated case, (laughs) he knows what he's talking about.